welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. My name is Emily from Vancouver, Canada, and I want to start off today's episode by quickly addressing the fact that I'm not too sure um, about what you guys as the audience are looking for in terms of the podcast. Um, I want to make it approachable for atheists and unbelievers, but I also want it to continue to deeply grow the faith of uh, believers as well. So I'm just working on a balancing act with that goal in mind. Um, If you guys have any kind of preference um, or any ideas for approachability, uh, head on over to the Instagram, which is at... Monday Morning Faith Podcast on Instagram. So anyways, I'll get right into the message today, but I just wanted to bring that up with you guys quickly. So for today's message, um, we're going to talk about responding to the invitation of evangelism, or more simply said, the invitation to share the good news of Christ and how we can do that with competence and confidence. And so we're going to be in 2 Corinthians, as I mentioned. So if you want to go ahead and turn to your Bibles, um, 2 Corinthians, we're going to start out in chapter 4. Um, or you can follow along on the Bible app or just simply listen, whatever you're most comfortable with. So to kick things off, um, yeah, let's talk about what God is asking of us when it comes to sharing the gospel. Because we know it's very important in our relationship with God, that that is something we take on as believers. Um, in fact, it says in the Gospels um, to go to all the nations uh, sharing the gospel. That was like one of the last commands of Jesus while he was here on earth. Um, actually, I believe it was the last command while he was here on earth. So, um, yeah. So in Second Corinthians chapter 4, we see in verse 5... That what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. So what that's saying there is that we're not preaching our own ideas, truly. Like, we're just um, using the manifestation of God's will and the spirit within us, and using that to project... um, what has long been written down in the Bible and anything that Christ would put on our hearts. I think it's important to realize that when you're talking about Jesus with others and you're talking about religion and Christianity and you're trying to share and give your testimony and you want others in your life to know the love that you experience with God in your relationship, it's important to realize you're not asking them to follow you. You're asking them to follow Jesus. So that takes a lot of pressure off of it. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to be Jesus. He's already done that. He's doing that. You don't have to worry about that part. He's for you. And you don't have to put on this mask of perfection at any time. Because exactly, when you go and you evangelize and you share the good news and you talk about Jesus and what he's done in your life, it's not about you. It's about King Jesus. So don't ever forget that. You or don't have to wear the burden and bear that load and take that all on yourself. Um, you're asking them to follow Jesus, not you. Then later on in verse 6, he says, Let his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God's glory. So when we love God with all our hearts, 
he will give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory. And I think sometimes when we even think about sharing anything about God, we freeze up a little bit and we worry, like, what are the specific words we're going to say? How are we going to say them? When are we going to say them? But I would encourage you to really sit back and pray to God and ask him for guidance and support with this and just really focus on whether or not you're listening to him in the moment. So just come to him in solitude and with petition and focus on the moment you're in and following his guidance because as that verse says, he will make his light shine in our hearts. Isn't that just such a beautiful thing to picture his light shining in our hearts? And the beautiful thing about light is it spreads everywhere, especially in a dark room. So if you're in a situation with your friends and you feel like there's a lot of darkness, maybe they put on a horror movie, maybe they're um, using drugs or alcohol in a very unhealthy way especially, and you feel like you're just absolutely surrounded in the darkness of everything, well, I'd like to remind you that your light spreads way further than you could ever realize. Your light shines because it's not just the light of a lamp. It is the eternal light of Jesus, and that will transcend all darkness, and that will project in every situation and in every room. You're called to be the light of the world, and you have that within you. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. It's just there. It's in your heart. If you have Jesus in your heart, his light is there with you. His guidance is with you. And we're going to get to that more a little bit later about just how um, that is within us and what God gives us to help us with these uh, conversations where we're sharing the news or even actions. Because let's not forget um, evangelism and sharing the good news of Jesus, that invitation comes in many forms. It doesn't always have to be a conversation. Sometimes it can be what I'm doing, which is a podcast. Sometimes it's an Instagram post, a Pinterest board. Sometimes it's simply writing a card to someone. Sometimes it's showing up and praying for someone in need. Sometimes it's donating your money. You know, these are all ways we can evangelize and share the good news and Um, It doesn't have to be one particular strategy and certain people are gifted in certain ways. I'm certainly going to do a podcast episode on uh, the gifts of the spirit later on um, that are talked about in 1 Corinthians as well as um, Galatians especially. Um, So I'll probably do that later on um, in the coming weeks. But So keep your eyes out for that. But in the meantime, there's many different gifts that God gives us uniquely. Um, The gift of giving, the gift of healing, the gift of hospitality. There's so many um, that we'll get into depth at a later time, but um, our evangelism should be a reflection of those gifts, and we should really try and harness the strengths God's given us to use it for his good. All right, let's get back into the word. Uh, In verse 7, it says that this surpassing power is from God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. Um, To quickly summarize that, we're going to face a lot of trial in this world. 
but the power of Jesus is something that is within once again we don't have to work for it um if we love God it is within us so we don't have to worry about um being perplexed because we know that it will not be despair we don't have to worry about being persecuted because God will not abandon us we don't have to worry about being struck down because God will not allow our destruction um and then the part about carrying the body of the death of Jesus. Um, when a believer is committed to the Lord and loves the Lord with all their heart, soul, and might, um, the life of Jesus is revealed in us. So as we take on Jesus's uh, death and the toll and the sacrifice that was, as we take that on in ourselves, um, the, the life and the light of Jesus is what gets projected through us to others. And that is a beautiful thing. And once again, that can be seen in many ways. I think sometimes when we have conversations like this, people envision all these things of, oh, oh well, you know, I'm not a, I don't do prophecy and I, you know, I can't speak in tongues and I don't work miracles. And, you know, we think of all those like really big picture, like catchy North American type, you know, crazy, like big gifting. But I want to remind you that while those things are good and have their own place, um, the things that are considered more mundane are just as beautiful and God-honoring and important to his kingdom and your relationship with him. So when the life of Jesus is revealed in your body, that is evangelism. And that can also be seen as the gifts of the, sorry, the fruits of the spirit, which are joy, love, hope, peace, kindness, um, patience, um, and probably a couple other that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But I just want to let you know that even you being kind in situations where others cannot be kind, that is spreading the good news. It sets you apart. If a teacher fails everyone in your class and you're the only one who's able to maintain kindness and patience out of your whole class, that sets you apart. And that is God-honoring to still have patience in that situation, to still have peace over it. And that's hard to do. But I'm just letting you know that the way the life of Jesus is shown in you to others can come in many different forms. So don't compare yourself to others. Um, by all means, don't do that. The Bible most certainly tells us not to compare ourselves to others. So just think about what has God given me as my strengths and how can I use those to grow in my relationship with him and to help others grow in their relationship with him? All right. So moving down to verse 13, it is written, I believe therefore I have spoken. And that is from Psalm 116, but it's in Second Corinthians. And then the verse picks up saying, since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. So that's saying that when we have the spirit of faith in Jesus um, and we believe in him, we speak about him. And I think sometimes in our culture, it can be really scary to speak up and to actually take a quote unquote risk and share anything. But if you have the spirit of faith and if you believe in Jesus, 
Commit to him your fear about talking to someone you care about or even someone you don't know about him. Um, I'll give you an example of a prayer you could say uh, in such a situation. I'm going to use a family member as an example. Dear Jesus, I have a spirit of faith in you and I believe in you with all my heart. And I want to speak. I feel the urge to speak about you. I want to talk to a close family member um, about you because I want to see them experience the joy and love that I've experienced in my relationship with you. God, I have not been perfect and I know that I have strayed away from speaking of you in the past to others, but I just ask that you would fully encompass my knowledge and my mind in this time so that you would give me the words to speak and you would give me the confidence to be able to do this because I care about my family member and I really want them to come to know you. And so I ask that you would give me courage in this time um, because I do have faith in you and I believe in you full heartedly, but I need your help with this. I can't do this alone. I need the spirit to guide me through this and I'm really scared, but I want to commit that over to you and I trust you in this. I trust that you will be able to help me um, and that you will give me the knowledge and wisdom for this conversation or this act of faithfulness to help bring my family member towards you. So God, I commit this to you and I fully trust you in this situation. Amen. So that's just an example of how we can ask God for help. Um, I think sometimes it's difficult, even in prayer life, to know how to pray for something. And I think the best thing to do is just talk to God as if he's right in the room with you as a friend. And just to commit to whatever is on your heart and bring all of your troubles to him and just say them aloud to him. It doesn't have to be rehearsed or perfect or anything. But I do know that sometimes even just hearing a prayer out loud can be really helpful to people um, just to give them some sort of guidance. So I'm probably going to keep throwing in prayers like that in these podcast episodes because I just want to give you guys a chance to hear what a prayer like that might look like because it's something that's not really talked about much in the church. Um, Pastors don't typically, you know, give like scripted prayer examples like Sometimes Instagram posts have them, YouTube and other podcasts don't seem to have them very much. So it's something I want to keep including because I think that it's a good thing to learn new ways of communicating with God um, so that ultimately you can grow in your relationship with him and hear him more and feel his presence more. Um, Because that light is what really uh, drives our goodness in life uh, and gives us this huge sense of peace and all those fruits of the spirit. That's what that comes from, is our relationship with him. But to go back to how we can use these things to communicate the goodness of God to others. In verse 15, it says, This is all for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. And that's like kind of exactly what we just talked about. All of this is for your benefit. By communicating to God how much you want him to help you with this. The act of doing something to communicate faith, the act of speaking something to communicate faith, um, it's for your benefit. A, your relationship with God, and then also as we discussed, so that you will reap the, the fruits of the spirit and that you will 
have those things like goodness, joy, love, peace inside of you overflowing. And um, by you doing this and reaching more and more people, it's going to cause thanksgiving to overflow is what the verse tells us. And I think days when you feel so thankful and so much gratitude for what you have been given are so much better than the days where you get given. For example, um, days where I look to the Lord and praise him for something like uh, grades on exams um, because I got a good grade. That's one thing and that's beautiful that he's given me such good things in my life like knowledge and wisdom to succeed on exams and you know strategies to to study for them and whatnot but even more so to be so spontaneously filled with such thanksgiving on a random day you know maybe I didn't get a good grade on the test that day maybe the teacher was mean to me like who knows but in those days it's a better feeling to have that thanksgiving overflowing um to the glory of god like i don't even know how to explain it it just feels so much better days of thanksgiving feel just so much better than days of getting so i'd say giving over getting is um just a better feeling and i i know for some people that might be hard to um consider how that could be better but I would implore you to try this out because um, I promise you, you won't look back on it and be like, oh, I wish I got more instead of giving more um, to God. It's just so true. Um, so I wish that for you, my friend. Um, and then it says in verse 16, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on, on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I love that um, verse for so many reasons. And that was actually verse 16 to 18. I got too excited and I read the whole thing. Um, when it says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Um, I know it's hard to not lose heart at different times in our lives. Um, so if you're going through a rough time right now and you hear, therefore, we don't lose heart, but you feel like your heart's losing right now, um, let's jump in a little bit further in that verse to see how we can remedy that. It says, though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. If you've lost heart or are losing heart and you don't feel like you're being renewed day by day, don't feel a sense of condemnation. Don't feel a sense of guilt. Those are things God does not want you to feel. Um, and that is scriptural. And what he does want you to feel is renewal and the fruits of the spirit and love and joy and peace. So if you are losing heart and you feel like you're wasting away and not being renewed, that's another thing you can pray for to God that you can ask for strength with. Because it's hard to keep evangelizing if you've been shot down or had a negative experience with it if you have anxiety about it it's hard to not lose heart and i hear you or if you're going through a rough time personally right now it's hard to not lose heart and even consider doing acts or words of service for the kingdom of god i get that it's very hard at certain times in our life but 
I would ask and encourage you to bring it to God and every day and every night pray this one simple prayer. Dear God, please renew me today. Please give me my daily bread today. I need your strength today and I need your renewal so that I can grow with you and serve you. God, would you please help me with this? Amen. And then in verse 17, it says, Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Our troubles are achieving eternal glory? That's a weird thing to think about, I know. Um, Because troubles are troubling, and they suck, and they're difficult, and they're frustrating, and (laughs) so many things. Um, But I want to remind you of what it says next, which is that it's achieving something for us. Now, how are troubles achieving anything um, for the glory of God? They achieve for us an eternal glory. God doesn't promise believers and Christians an easy life. He asks us to pick up our cross daily in the Gospels. Um, But the reason we do that, the reason we go through these troubles is because they're what is previously described as light and momentary. Now, if you're thinking of a really hard um, experience you've gone through in your life, such as an assault or a a family death, something like that, that definitely doesn't feel light or momentary to you at all. Um, I would argue that perhaps that's not the kind of trouble that's being discussed here. Um, I would say that the troublesome of a difficult boss or um, potentially even some form of bullying or um, other awful things... um, like maybe someone stole from you. Um, they're just for a moment. And while they don't feel light, um, God will give you the tools to overcome them. And they will achieve for you an eternal glory when you're able to walk through those troubles um, by allowing God to renew you day by day. So when you're able to uh, give it up to God, uh, when you're able to get help with these troubles and work on them and not run from them then others will see the way you handled it and that in itself is a testimony to evangelism and the love of God and the good news which is that it's eternal glory eternal life and what it says next is that far outweighs them all so if you're in a trouble season right now I implore you to ask Is there anything I can do today to make this light and momentary? And is there anything I can do with this trouble to to give this to God? How can I give this to God? How can I ask him to renew me day by day and give me the strength to get through this? And then how can I use this for an eternal glory that far outweighs them all? How can I use this to help other people? And once again... It'll be a great feeling when you overcome your trouble and it's behind you and one day it's something you hardly even think about. That is a beautiful and great feeling. But what I also want for you is to be able to experience the joy of using it for someone else's eternal glory too. For using it for God's kingdom and for what you've been through to change the life of someone else. Because that feels far greater than anything you could ever personally experience. And I know it's sometimes scary to even think about what that could look like, but 
I encourage you in this situation to bring all your requests to God and to also talk about them with a trusted adult um, as well. Um, I'm sure that most um, people that are listening are adults or teenagers themselves, but I would also, yeah, just, you know, talk to it with a trusted adult, um, someone you look up to and is mature um, in their faith, bring that to them and help, ask them to help you with their your troubles because truly, even if um, humans reject you, nothing is too light and momentary for God. Nothing is too big and painful for God. There is no trouble that he will not help you with. And then in verse 18, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen since what we've seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal and because we're humans and we are on this earth and this is all we've ever known the troubles of today what is seen do not feel temporary the couple that is married and has been fighting for a long time and feels like they just want a divorce it doesn't feel temporary to them The girl who's being bullied at school doesn't feel temporary to her. The man who's being harassed by his boss at work, that doesn't feel temporary. There's many things and troubles we're going to go through in this life that don't feel temporary. In fact, they feel overbearing. They don't feel light and momentary. They feel all-consuming. But I ask you to today commit what is unseen and what is seen to God. Commit these troubles that are seen and say, God, how can you help me see that this is temporary? How can you help me through the situation? God, I need you to help me through the situation. I can't bear it alone. And I am going to fix my eyes on what is eternal. I'm going to get help with this from you, God. I'm going to get help with this from someone else, someone I trust who's going to be able to help me through this. And then instead of fixing my eyes and feeling stuck in this awful circumstance I'm going to trust this to you God and I'm going to fix my eyes on what is eternal the unseen and I'm going to focus on that and by doing that it gives you the strength God will give you the renewal and you'll be able to go on each day in his strength and his strength alone and in conquering that I hope that you would be able to Do it in a way that honors God and that it would be a testimony to all who see you. Um, For example, in Genesis 50, chapter 20, Joseph's brothers had, for a bit of backstory on this, Joseph's brothers had captured him and then sold him as a slave. And then they had been apart for many, many years. And essentially, they treated Joseph, their brother, like absolute trash. This wasn't a light and momentary trouble. At least it certainly didn't feel like it. I mean, he was in slavery for decades. So to Joseph, this probably didn't feel light and momentary. But perhaps looking back, it was. Because when his brothers and him reunite many years later, Joseph turns to them in Genesis 50, um, verse 20, and he says, For you intended this for evil to harm me but God intended this for good for the saving of many lives so that many would be saved and that's me paraphrasing it because I don't have it open in front of me right now but um it's I got it pretty close and 
so Joseph saying that is just, oh, it is actually my favorite, um, favorite verse from the Bible. It means a lot to me personally, and I hope it, you hearing it today means something to you because um, Joseph could have decided to focus on what is seen, the temporary situation, which of course doesn't feel temporary, um, but when you put it in the perspective of eternal glory, then it does feel a little more temporary at least. And he could have um, shown revenge, but rather he used his story for the good of others, for the saving of many lives. And I encourage you to do that today too. That's just one more way that you can um, tell the good news of Jesus. How has he worked in your life? And how can you rise above? I'm sure Joseph could have been very petty in that situation and he could have looked down on his brothers. He could have done so many things. He could have retaliated because at this point now he's powerful when they reunite. So he could have retaliated and thrown them all in jail. There's many things he could have done to get revenge. And if you haven't heard about revenge, I would encourage you to go back to um, one of the previous episodes, Easy Love, Hard Love, um, where we talk about revenge there. And further, it just shows how much faith he had in God that he was able to rise above that situation and use it for the glory of God. Now, I want to go back a little bit to... um, First Corinthians, first, uh, no, sorry, Second Corinthians, uh, chapter two, and let's go to verse fourteen. So that's Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. <laughs> but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Him everywhere. So God uses us to spread the aroma of him everywhere. I'm going to repeat myself a couple more times on this because I really want it to stick for you today. Your evangelism doesn't have to look like your neighbors, your mothers, your sisters, your brothers, your pastors, the girl at the coffee shops. It doesn't have to look like someone else's. It said God uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. In the Bible, there's many great examples of how people boldly, boldly spread the word of God um, and did uh, very almost like radical and crazy things to to spread the word. And um, it's our job to be obedient to whatever God calls us to do. But I want to remind you that can you just spread the aroma today? Just spread the aroma. So to me, that is, yeah, what we talked about earlier, just being kind and faithful and being patient. You know, it says a lot about you when you're able to drive the car with your friends in it and you're all stuck in traffic. And instead of you getting very angry and heated and irritated and honking the horn, to have a spirit of patience in front of all your friends is a witness of God inside of you just simply having patience in a moment like that you don't have to do these huge bold acts for God to be seen in you to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere because if you live a life when you're constantly in the fruits of the spirit when Christ is overflowing from you in terms of your behavior and your 
posture around others, people are going to see, notice, there's going to be a clear difference and they're going to want to know what makes you so different. And the answer is God. But by you setting yourself apart in that way, by choosing to do the hard thing, which is to not honk the horn and lean on it and, you know, cuss at the other driver, that is to spread the aroma of God. I have a hard time believing that if Jesus was driving a car in traffic, he would um, swear at the other drivers. (laughs) Now, I want to quickly address that I have terrible road rage. And this is something I have to work on, like, all the time. I'm actually, like, horrendous when it comes to road rage. So, um, I want to constantly remind you guys that when I'm recording these podcasts, I'm not coming from a place of perfection. I'm coming from a place of absolute imperfection. Um, just like you, I'm a sinner. Uh, just like you, uh, God loves me. God loves me just the same as he loves you. He loves us so much, whether you're a believer or not. God has an insatiable love and desire to have you, to hold you, to call you his own. You are his child. You are a child of God. And nothing you can do would ever rip you away from that. Your earthly father will fail you. Your earthly mother will fail you. Your earthly brothers and sisters and friends alike will fail you. But the eternal God of heaven will never fail you. He will never turn his back on you. He will never look away from you. He will always, always, always want you. And there is nothing you could do any more or any less to earn his love, to deserve his love, to receive his love. It is not a measure of works, but of faith, of love for him. And I promise you that if you give yourself to him fully, he will make you new from the inside out. And that aroma will spread to all. And you will be able to witness the changing of not just your life from the inside out, but of those around you. You will inspire people without even realizing it. I promise you that. And that is a beautiful thing. You have power in this world, but it is not power of your own. It is power that comes from Jesus Christ. And you have an incredible, incredible story because Jesus is in it in any way. Even if this is the very first thing you've ever heard about Jesus and you're still made it this far in the podcast and this is your first time ever hearing about Jesus, God is in your story. He's in the details and He's right there with you and no one can take that away from you. Absolutely no one. He is for you and he wants you. He wants your heart. And I just want to really focus on that for a moment. I want to let you reflect on that. How does it make you feel to know that there is someone out there who loves you un? Conditionally, agape is the word. I've said it earlier on in the podcast, but agape, it means that um, it's like a purest love imaginable is what it means. And it's not a human love, not for, like picture whoever you love the most on this earth. It transcends even that. It goes beyond even that. Um... Maybe you guys are aware, but in Vancouver, Canada, there um, was a huge passport crisis where um, people had to line up overnight and camp out at our passport office um, to be able to get a passport. And many were being turned away. It was um, people were there for days and 
it was really chaotic and it actually is still quite that bad it's gone a little bit better but it's been like this for about a year now and they they're blaming um uh world events i'll say that because i don't think i can say the real name of it on the podcast but whatever um and so long story short my dad i needed my passport because i was going on my honeymoon last year and my dad my earthly father camped out at the passport office for me overnight my dad who's in his 50s has a really bad back who works an insane amount of hours a week to provide for our family and he camped out overnight in a not so nice area of town and he did that for me and he stood in line with me all day we were there for like oh gosh probably like over 12 hours the only reason we were able to get seen that day was because he camped out um and I remember my mom texted us while we were there because she was at home and she said Emily if your earthly father loves you this much just imagine how much your heavenly father loves you and that has stuck with me for so long that just is probably one of the most beautiful things my mom's ever said to me or has ever been said to me of all time and I'm lucky that I have a good relationship with my dad in fact I really really love my dad and I'm lucky that he really really loves me too and that's not the experience of everyone here on earth and for that I'm have the utmost gratitude um but I just couldn't even I can't there's many times I can't even bear to imagine just how much God loves me because I can't even picture a love that's bigger and greater and stronger than the love that is here on earth. It's flawed here on earth. The love is not perfect here on earth. But to wrap my mind around the fact that God loves me more, now that's a story worth telling. It's a story worth evangelizing. And I'm not talking about my passport office story. Um, I'm talking about your story, your details, God in your life. That's a story worth telling because just imagine that love. Imagine that love for your enemy. What could that do for them? For the person you can't get along with, you even say you hate them. The person you dislike. What could God's unimaginable, agape, pure self-imaginable love do for your enemy? What could it do for your family? What could it do for your extended family? What could it do for your friends? That is a story worth telling. That is a story worth giving to others. So as we close today, I want to jump into a practical um, application and advice, which comes directly from the Bible in 3 Corinthians chapter 3. No, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. Sorry, I don't know why that's been so difficult for me today to get those out. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. And then in verse 5 it says, Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. So I want to repeat two key highlights I take from that. In verse 4 it says, Confidence we have through Christ. And then in verse 5 it says, Our competence comes from God. God gives us confidence confidence and gives us competence once you have christ in your heart picture that as like a step one 
we get our confidence through Christ in all things and in all situations to deal with our own things. But he also gives us that confidence to share the word. But he also gives us competence. So in part of our fear where we're thinking, I have a lot of anxiety, I don't I have social anxiety, I don't want to talk, I you know, I don't want to be ridiculed, I don't want to be, you know, hated on, God gives us competence. He gives us competence and knowledge. Um, God's not gonna leave you high and dry when it comes to sharing the word of God. He's going to give you confidence and competence that transcends human knowledge. And he will put that in your heart through the Holy Spirit, which you've accepted. And by that confidence and competence, you will have the strength to do what we've been talking about today, which is to share your story, to share anything, to share your finances, to share your testimony, to share your experience, to share the gospel, to truly share an experience with someone, um, whether it be on social media, in person, at a conference, at a concert, at a restaurant, at a mall. Um, God will give you the confidence and the competence. He will not leave you high and dry. And so I want to close in prayer today. I know we've been all over the place. We've talked about fruits of the spirit. We've talked about difficult situations. We've talked about evangelism. But, and we've talked about God's love for you. But to me, it was important that we bounced around a little bit in that sense because I want you to see the full picture. Evangelism isn't just, oh, I woke up one day and I felt like sharing the word of God and I did. Um, although God can certainly put things like that spontaneously on our hearts to do so. But it's really through God that we get the process of him giving us the tools we need to get through the situation. We need to feel his love. We need to conquer our own trials and hard times. We need to pray to God and ask him for help. We need his confidence and competence through God, through the spirit. And we need to be rest assured that he loves us and will guide us. And then that is how we can truly tell the story of God. So let's close today in prayer. And I thank you for joining me. Dear God, we love you. Some of us are new to you. Some of us have been with you for a long time. Nonetheless, we ask for your help. Help us figure out what it means to pick up our cross daily. God, show me what that looks like in my life. God, would you make me new from the inside out? Would you help me be the person you've created me to be? Would you use my strengths in whatever way you see fit? Would you guide me? And would you give me the confidence and competence to do what of me you're asking and to be bold and courageous in sharing your word and your works in my life with others. So God, I ask you to help me with these things. I love you and I praise you and I bring you thanksgiving. In your name we pray, amen. All right, friends, I'm so happy you joined me today and I look forward to talking to you guys next time. In the meantime, have a great week and I encourage you, get out there and share the good news in whatever way God puts on your heart to do.